Greetings, folks, and thank you for tuning in. This is, well, this is a, a very warm, even though it's cold out, it's warm here because this is a warm time of year, December 15th. Forgot our Santa hat. <gasps> You'll have to Photoshop them Photoshop in. Photoshop them in. I'll just use that same photo. Put the same exactly, just little droy ones. December 15th. 2017, and I'm here with Matt Mirage. Hey, how's it going, guys? Mark O'Brien. Hey, everybody. Leslie Lazenby. Hello, everyone. My name is Michael Rosso, and welcome to the Film Photography Podcast. This is a great time of year. How great is it? (laughs) This is a great time of year. How great is it? (laughs) I. It's just a great time of year. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Very great. Very great. It's very a very great time of year. And always great, like we said last episode, because the Hungry Dutchman made a song called Looking for Santa. That's really the reason it's, why. It's on constant replay at my house. Really? Yes. Lauren and I love it. It's a great song, and of course you hear it right here at the Film Photography Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of topics. Let's get right in. Let's let's dive right in with a letter. <laughs> first, first come, first well, serve. This is kind of short. Okay, good. Kind of. This is from Tyler Wilson, pronounced like a person that installs tiles. Tyler. (laughs) Here's the message. I accidentally deleted a response from Leslie from an early inquiry about developing Kodak rapid process copy film Mm. and very old ortho film, black and white film. I wanted to let you know that I followed your advice and it worked. The ortho film came up incredibly fogged and unusable. But I think it had more to do with sitting under the seat of my car for two years than processing. (laughs) They'll do it. Thanks for your honesty there, Tyler. The Kodak Rapid Process copy film came out great. All the images have a very light blue tint, but scanned very well, and I got quite a few great images out of it. Thanks for your help. You are quite welcome. I did learn a lesson while developing these rolls as well. I did not I didn't dry off I didn't dry off the film. Hmm, didn't dry off the film. Oh, read it girl, read it like you wrote it. <laughs> I didn't dry off the film reels enough before putting them in the changing bag. Mm. Oh. oh. The yeah. excess moisture created a spike of humidity in the bag, causing my film to stick together while I was trying to load it onto the developing reels, thus damaging several images. Lesson learned, a.k.a. 
film sweats. Mm-hmm. God oh, bless no him. No kidding. Yeah, that that'll that'll test you. Anyway, thanks for all the years of podcasts and keeping film alive. He sent a couple digital examples of everything, and um, I had another thought on that, but it now escapes me. I don't know what it was, but thank you, uh, Tyler, for letting us know. I mean, every situation sometimes is different on how you handle these things, and we're kind of just going on uh, sometimes a little bit of an educated guess and experience kind of all rolled into one. So we do the best we can, but uh, we love to help you out if you need the help. Thank you, Tyler. Before we read another letter, I think it's very important to talk about this big box that arrived. Ooh, what's in the box? Well, uh, it came from Joseph Brunges, our good friend Mm -hmm. Joby. He's been on the show. He's a wet plate shooter. Oh, yeah, Yeah. wet plate. (laughs) Mark, you shoot wet plate? No, I don't. Okay. I shoot shoot faux wet plate with my my, uh, iPhone. Um, Joby's been on the show maybe twice. He came to Ann Arbor. Arbor. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was, at, he was at my house. Yes. And he always brings interesting cameras on the show. Yes. This is not a camera. Where is it from? What does the actual box say? Uh, box says, Dewey's Bakery, oh. Salem Baking. Yeah. In Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They have the best buns in town. <laughs> oh, yes. We have an inventory. I saw those last night. Whenever you see a pick sheet, you know you got some good stuff. Oh, we've oh. got a manifest. We've got goodness. a goodness manifest. I didn't know what point of sale system they use just by this pick sheet. All right, anyway. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh my. Sealed box. A who's box got, within who's a got box. A kniff. Kniff, kniff. Scissors are a kniff. Oh, here. I got one. He's whipping out blades over here. Oh yeah. It's almost Christmas time, folks. Calm down. Oh. <laughs> Save it for the go. relatives. There you go. Anticipation. It's making us wait. Double chocolate thins. On oh, its oh, 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 oh. It's all right because we got more toasted coconut chocolate thins and salted caramel. Lawrence. Uh, oh, 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 oh. And finally... Triple ginger. Wow. Lawrence. Uh-oh. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I thought it was going to be triple gen. I was kind of excited. <laughs> Trying one of these right as we speak. Oh. Nifty little trays. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, this is great. These are gone. Oh, it's just. Oh, it's just. Oh, Next 20 minutes, all you can hear is like. Madness here. All this is caused by UFOs. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house not a creature was stirring. Except this little fella. At a time like this, a gift from Kodak just begs to be opened early. The Kodak Teleinstamatic 608 camera takes group shots like this. And with the simple flick of a switch, beautiful close-ups. And you needn't move an inch. The Teleinstamatic 608 camera. One of the great open early gifts from Kodak. Christmas 76. Picture it. Shout out to the Salem Bakery. Oh, my mm. God. Mm. Salembaking.com. And actually, I'm looking at the nutritional facts because I'm a terrible person. Not bad. Uh, you didn't read the sodium. One cookie. Four cookies. It's fine. Sweet. It's fine. We're good now. It's fine. That's great. What does the double chocolate do? Yum. Even Doubles less. your pleasure. Thank you so much. Anybody want to go in on a ginger? No. Nah. I like. Mm, I feel like this is a. T- Here's your tray. Little for tea those cookie. When you're done. Mm. Triple ginger. 
This is double chocolate. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's gingery. Oh, man. Is there chocolate involved what? or something? Are we doing it? What oh. show? <laughs> These are like ultra ginger snaps. We could, you know, what's what? also popular right now is. Oh, um, oh my. Uh, MRIs, MREs, MRIs at the MREs, hospital, yeah. MREs. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should start doing MREs, double chocolate. <laughs> you know, it's such fun to give somebody something they've never had before. It's what I got from my wife. Something so new, it wasn't even around last Christmas. It's the Kodak Pocket Insomatic Camera. There it is. No, it isn't. Where did I put it? Got to see this camera. It's about... Oh, that big. To load it, you just slip in a film cartridge. She's going to love it if I can find it. The great thing about it is it's so small, it fits right in your in your pocket. <laughs> Even smaller than I remembered it being. Now I can show you how great it is. You can carry it with you wherever you go. It's easy to load. Maybe a small camera, but it takes big, sharp, clear pictures. Look at these. Aren't those great? The Kodak Pocket Instamatic Camera starts at less than $28. The complete outfit's a little more. Just tell them to remember which pocket they put it in. The Kodak Pocket Instamatic Camera. Welcome back to the, the Salem, Salem Baking Company podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Do we, hey, do we get letters like that where people are like, all you guys talk about is food? No, well, one guy was annoyed because we uh, were chewing in his ear. Did you try them? Double chocolate? Like, yeah, like that's good. Yeah, exactly. These are Man, fantastic. Wafer thin double chocolate. Oh, there's pieces of ginger in this. Oh, my goodness. Two, three. So, I love it for the steward like those. Four is a serving. Since we're all here chewing and, you know, distracted, I'd like to talk quickly about um, this fall. Um, Polaroid. That's right, folks. The back. Polaroid. Polaroid is back. Polaroid introduced uh, new film and new cameras. Mm. And only in the last few weeks have I really had the opportunity to go out and start shooting like a maniac like I did back in 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. I opened up a pack yesterday. I was hanging out with the FPP folks at the amazing Oakland Diner. Mm, Yummy place. Meet you at the OD. Meet you at the OD. OD. If you're in North New Jersey, in the Oakland, New Jersey area, I highly recommend the Oakland Diner. It's awesome. Uh, And I, I busted out a pack of Polaroid Color 600 film. First time ever since the Polaroid originals mm-hmm. have been introduced in the fall. And it uh, has a nice little book in here. It says it comes with a little booklet that says how to make a great photo. And I think, I just thought this was great because it's simple. And that's very Polaroid-esque, oh, the is. original Polaroid oh, yes, system. Yes. They had lovely little details on how to do things. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one, keep it cool. Before use, the fridge is Polaroid's best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, before loading into your camera, uh, l- allow it to re- reach room temperature. If it's cold outside, once you shoot your photo, keep your photos warm in a pocket close to your body while it develops. If it's a hot day, make sure they stay kind of cool. They don't want to overheat your film. Number two, love your camera. Mm-hmm. Clean the rollers for clearer pictures. What do they mean by that, Leslie? What's mm. clean? What do you mean clean your rollers? The uh, film has to be squeezed through a set of... I believe stainless steel coated rollers to break the pot open. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, sometimes a little bit of pod leaks out and it'll dry on the roller. So next time you got this little bump or a stripe, yeah. Or a little stripe. And you need to check the rollers and make sure it's not on there because it will give you a repeating pattern on your picture yep. that you that's 
kind of tough if you don't have your own teeth to say. The, the worst um, are, are the little bits of dust or dirt because that creates these little, it these gets, little punches. It gets yeah. dry and chalky. Mm-hmm. So if you get a dot of it, yeah, you can get those little punches. And uh, you'll get that repeating pattern on your images. Punches. punches. <laughs> Number three. Mm-hmm. Let there be light. The more light, the better it turns the more the more light, the better it turns out. Whether you're shooting Whoa. indoor or outdoor, Polaroid cameras love light, and lots of it. So unless it's a particularly bright and sunny day or somewhere extremely well lit, always use the flash. They balance. You put the flash on, the camera will balance for you. It's very nice. Number four, mm-hmm. cover up, shield it, don't shake it. <laughs> to love it. Your fresh, this should be number one, your fresh mm-hmm. Polaroid photo will appear blank at first and is sensitive to light and movement as it starts developing. Color photos should be shielded from bright light for the first six minutes. One minute for black and white. Also, resist the temptation to shake it, no matter how fun Outcast makes it sound. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the shake it like a Polaroid picture. Mm-hmm. That, that's, yeah. Number five, hold on, a moment makes all the difference. Every time you take a Polaroid photo, you put hundreds of chemicals into action. It can take a while for the f- photo to completely develop. While you wait... You can frame another shot, take some time to think, but make sure you keep checking back because before long, your image will appear. Mm -hmm. A physical memory to have, to hold, to share. What develops after the photo is up to you. Number six, stay original. Every Polaroid instant photo is a -a one-of-a-kind image. And then, of course, on the back, it's little pictures. Uh, Two folks hanging out. Every Polaroid brings a little magic to life. A little picture says, do not shake. A little hand covering the image shield from light. And there's one image where the image is coming out of the camera and says, mm-hmm. So that's it, folks. If, if you haven't heard or you're not aware, Polaroid is back. The FPP has been, well, we've always been Polaroid crazy. Uh, way back in the day, when Pol- the original Polaroid... It was a big frenzy because film was no longer available. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the great Florian Caps rebooted a Polaroid factory in Enskede. And that's how it started, folks. And now everything has led to the final goal, which is for the film and cameras to once again be called Polaroid. Yay. Oh, how about the guy at the table next oh, to us? He at was the Oakland Diner. Yes, at the Oakland Diner. And he was just, wow, is that, is is that, that a Polaroid? Polaroid? It's I, been so I, long since I've seen one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I loaded my camera, and I took a shot of Matt, and yep. then someone we don't know next door at the next table just came bursting over. Oh, man. And before he told Matt about where the meat in his hamburger actually came from. <laughs> it took me 10 minutes just to take that first bite because the burger comes out and we're all fawning over this enormous burger. And then you load the Polaroid film up and then those two guys, they're over They were here. Jersey guys. They were definitely Jersey guys. I think the big guy was the owner or like something because he kept walking in the back. So, yeah, if you start shooting Polaroid... You're going to be amazed how many friends you make. It's a crowd pleaser. Real crowd oh, pleaser. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially this holiday season. Oh, it's my be so God. Hot. So hot. Hot! hot. Mm. Mm. Uh, of course, FPP behind it 100%. Go to the FPP online store. By the way, we have our show notes. And many times at the end of the show notes, I put, I'm like, 
Congratulations, you're still reading our show notes. <laughs> Use this code to get 10% off. Whoa. So you can get also a um, percentage off your uh, your uh, orders, your, uh, your uh, products that you buy at the FPP online store. What? By subscribing to our email newsletter right at our homepage, filmphotographyproject.com. You can sign up right there. Or, of course, after the show, watch show, go right to filmphotography.com project.com and click podcast and you'll see our show notes our show notes show- still fresh and still written by the great alex laux shows what i know about show notes i should start reading them that's more. right matt <laughs> does alex uh, oh i always sh- read the show sashay notes. into your shop or is he yeah no he, he scoots through every, every now and then depending on what season it'll determine uh how thick his uh his army jacket will be right <laughs> <laughs> but no he he's always coming through there were some reenactments that were going on and uh yeah now we congratulate Alex. He yes. got married this year, yes. earlier this year. That was 2017? Yes. Congratulations, Alex. This has been one hell of a 2017. It's been one hell of a 2017. I'll say. And let's keep the excitement going because it's been a one hell of a uh, 2017 because of all these new developments, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> new no. films. Let's talk about a film that is not that common here. I think it's more common outside the USA, easier to get outside the USA? Maybe not. It's picking up popularity. But it's called yeah. Burger. To all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. <laughs> Speaking of burgers, oh, yes. still and got the meat sweats. And this is not called Burger, this is not like Burger King. B- no. Tell us all about it, Mark O'Brien. Okay. Burger with one R and two G's. <laughs> burger Pancro 400. It, we got a lot of excitement. Was it last fall? In 2016, this film was being announced, I believe. Oh, no, it was two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, I tested some out. Okay, two years ago. And so finally, um, I ordered a brick of it um, earlier this year, and I said, you know, I really want to try this. And what attracted me to it, it's a a two-emulsion film, panchromatic, and each emulsion is being composed of silver bromide and silver iodide. And apparently the result of these two emulsions together is a very wide exposure latitude. So I loaded up a roll in uh, one of my cameras, 35mm SLR. I know I had taken this one on my uh, trip up to the St. Lawrence region of New York State in Watertown, New York, in a Nikon N8008. And I shot all the cool stuff there. And I got it back, and um, and I also had other cameras with, with the same film in it to try it out. So my first roll from the, from the Nikon was a mess. Nothing to do with the film itself. After all the years of me doing darkroom work, you'd think I'd remember to make sure the top of the can of the developing oh, tank was all the way tight. Yep. And these are <laughs> these are Jobo tanks and the top snaps on the bottom. Jobo. I must have been doing something else at the time as well and I drinking and I, heavily. I, drinking heavily. I don't know, no. not yet. It's too early in the in the day. And uh and I said I was going to develop it later, but I wanted to load a bunch of film. And so that particular tank, though, the top was loose. And it sat in a dark room with the lights on for about two days before I got to it. I go to pour the developer in, and I real or yeah, the developer in, and I realize, oops, it's a little bit loose. <laughs> Crap. Anyway, I continued without, continued on. 
And so what I got out was, amazingly, I had some usable frames in there, but it had a spiral series of, of light leaks as a light came out, leaked from the top, around the top of the tank and down around the spirals. So it was somewhat called arty. I just, I was just uh, not happy about that. Ha- not happy with myself. But what I got out was, you know, what what did show up. I was encouraged by. Um, I used HC one ten um, dilution B on the first on that first roll. As much as I liked it, I thought, well, I need to do this with a, a developer I use across a lot of films. And so the next roll I did was uh, after I shot it was in. Uh, D76 for nine minutes. And I didn't bracket the film. I shot it straight at 400. Like I, I tend to just use the box speed until, unless I know something more about it and, and can go on with it. And one of the things they tell you to do is pre-soak the film for two minutes and then develop it in D76 for nine and then go along with, with my usual water rinse for stop bath and then the fixer for seven minutes. It dries pretty nice. The film has just a very slight cupping to it in the scanner film holder, but it flattens down pretty quickly. And it's nowhere near as bad as the Kodak Tri-X of that problem. Kodak Trix always super curly? Yeah, it, it, it never cups. fails. It cups, cups. From, um, the top to the bottom of the, of the frame. And so when you put it in a scanner holder, eh, it's not ideal. If you have a film that's curly, can you put it in your an encyclopedia overnight? Will that flatten it? Yes. Or It'll, back roll it. Oh, back roll it. Or back roll it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It helps. But this, it, one of the things is that you know, it's what, certain films have certain characteristics, and you just learn how to deal with it. But Ilford HP5 lies flat. Again, that's why another reason why I like that. What that's, else lies flat? Uh, Svima, Svima film. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's like a pancake. That yeah. is like the, a pancake. The Fuji Acros, that's pretty oh, flat. Yeah? Oh, it yeah. is pretty flat, too, yeah. So, so the Burger Pancro 400, it's made in France. I thought the price was quite reasonable. Mm-hmm. It certainly was less per roll than some other popular 400-speed films. And uh, I liked the grain that I got. I thought, and again, as I look at the uh, things I've, I've scanned so far, uh, you can see them on my Flickr page. They're very good. I mean, they're good shadow detail. It's kind of dreamy sometimes if you've got a really brightly lit scene with some things in it um, that that stand out. I, I really like it, and it's also available in 120, and that, and that's oh, another that right? pl- yeah, it's another plus. So. If you want to try another 400-speed film, and I and since I've um, had shot my first few rolls, there's people online who have pushed it to 800 and 1600 with excellent results. So it's a pushable film, makes it quite versatile, and I would definitely, I think it's definitely worth a try if you want to try something different. Very nice. Now you mentioned nine minutes. D seventy six, yeah. As opposed to the six minutes and sixty eight degrees. What if I did? You know, I just develop everything six minutes and sixty eight degrees. Is that bad? It might be kind yeah. of yeah, because yeah. you're not getting the optimum development time for a particular film. Not all films have the same for a variety of reasons, right? And even with the same, you could take the same developer, whether it's HC one ten. I have in my dark room. I have a chart on the wall. And it lists it's for Ilford films, and it lists what best devel- the developing times for each one. Actually, it's not just for Ilford films; it's for a whole bunch of films. And so that's my cheat sheet that I use in the in the darkroom, unless I know for, for sure that another time is a little bit better than the one that's posted. Right. But I try and keep everything the same from one run to the other run, because then if I'm making if I'm goofing something up, I'll know. You'll probably get good results doing 
what you just talked about, giving it the same time for everything. And but you may not get the optimal right. results. Leslie, you had a question. I suspect it's um, traditional grain or tabular. It's a traditional grain. Oh, very good. It's a very traditional. And it's film. a it's a it's okay. a really. I mean, I think it's a very beautiful film. I I always I really to this day prefer traditional rather than tabular. I have a question yes. about the question. Yes. Can what is s- tabular grain? Can, can you explain to our listeners what? traditional grain is and what tabular grain is Piece, a grain magnified has a lot of dimension to it okay if you flatten it should be sharper because it's all cons- now all of your image is now in a smaller plane rather than up and down on that surface of that grain so that's kind of the the rough way of putting it but that's what it equates to um, okay yep and that's tabular what- grain should be technically sharper than traditional mm there are, there are different looks to it, so yeah. I just, looks. you know, yeah. and that's why T Max T stands for tabular. tabular. Oh, and Delta. Mm-hmm. It's and Delta is the tabular grain one for yeah. Ilford, mm-hmm. and I think I, I I know Ultrafine has one, and they call I forget what they call extreme it. extreme. Yeah, yeah. so very nice. Um, but yeah, the Burger Four Hundred, I like it. Pancro Four Hundred and Pancro means panchromatic. Mm-hmm. All the different colors of the rainbow in black and white. For folks listening, where can here in the U.S. or anyone, where can you buy burger film? Uh, I, I think, I don't remember where I got it. It may have been B&H or Freestyle. I forget okay. which. Freestyle. Freestyle is going to be, they were one of the first ones to carry yeah. in the U.S. Okay. Um, and it, it's great that you had a chance to shoot the roll film stuff because all I ever had a chance to play with was the sheet film stuff. And it's crazy because when they initially announced it, that's all that was available. Oh, really? And then, yeah. it, then they rolled out in 120, and then finally they rolled out in 35, <laughs> which is out. the complete... You know, opposite of, of what you would think yes. it needs. Yes. When when I've printed from the stuff I shot on the Burger Pan Crow, I noticed it was sweet for doing contact prints and enlarging. Hmm. It didn't need any futzing around. I, and I tested it. One holder had like HP five. The other older holder had uh, the burger, and I treated them almost identical. Per their instructions, they actually had times for pyro on there, which was really really cool. Yeah, they tested out in that the HP five. I already like I know how to work with that because I've shot like a thousand sheets of it. But the burger, I treated it just like I I would HP five, but using their times, and it was sweet. I had to do very little correction to get it to look the way I kind of felt about it. Sweet, that's nice. And the other thing I liked about this, if you go online, they do have pretty. Extensive instructions on developing. They do. They have a and, lot. Uh, and that's not always the case with film manufacturers. Burger also has made paper for a long time. Yes. Oh, yes. And so they obviously, if, if they've been making paper for a while, they've got their emulsion making down. And I think this is, I would like to see, you know, this in become a more available film. I think people would really enjoy it. They, they took a page out of Ilford's book and recently, or yeah, I think end of summer early fall 2017 they had a contest for the front of their uh paper and film boxes and there was a couple uh film photography uh friends of ours that have made it onto those boxes oh that's cool which is pretty neat yeah that's better than being on the post office wall for sure absolutely better than printing out your own slapping on the box yeah polaroid (laughs) mugshot yep (laughs) well thank you mark thanks mark (laughs) you're welcome thank you mark (laughs) I'm looking for a quick letter. Yeah. A letter. 
We get uh, we receive uh, we receive donations for our school donation program. Uh, this is from Andrea. Andrea says, "Please accept my donation to your wonderful cause. It was my first camera and it was loved and used all over the world. I hope it will continue to inspire and create art." Uh, thank you, Andrea. So many people are real that like are giving us their camera that took them through college. Yes. Isn't that, that something? That is near and dear to their heart, and they just don't have any use for it anymore. But they also, it was near and dear to their heart, and they don't want, <laughs> they don't want it disposed of. Right, yeah. right. They would love to see it used. Uh, this is, so would th- we. This is from Laureen. She says, uh, here is my donation as promised. In the box you will find a SunPak flash that is powerful yes. and works great. In addition to the bracket, there are two batteries in the charger. Also, a pack of filters for the flash. Mm-hmm. That was a nice kit. And many times, the flash has filters that click on yes. top of it. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, there's also an EOS Canon camera body. Well, wow. <laughs> uh, color and black and white film have been stored in the fridge. A hope it's all put to good use. Now... Thank you very much, Loreen. So many folks are sending us wonderful accessories and a camera body. What's happening is um, both Nikon, maybe not so much Nikon, uh, Mark Mm -hmm. O'Brien would know, Canon especially, those lenses can be used on, I guess, folks are upgrading to the digital models. Right. They're taking the lens off their film camera and putting it on their new digital body. May I ask, Matt, can people come in and just buy a body? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, for real? We, we make sure, we, we try not to bring in kits because, especially for what you were talking about, like folks that are shooting new dig, a lot of the mirrorless cameras, since they don't have as, uh, they have a shorter flange to focal distance, meaning there's no mirror, basically. You can put just about any old SLR lens on a mirrorless camera and they fit. So popular ones, the, the Nikon, any, any F glass, that stuff just But goes. these folks are buying bodies only because they feel they already have the lens? Or they want to buy the vintage lenses because they're easier to manual focus. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's a really cool combination, and it's we really are. It's it's what's old's new again. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> we're gonna be right back, and when we come back, we're gonna be talking about something fun. Let's go shopping. Oh! I just bought the most marvelous present for mother. Did you, darling? How nice! What is it? It was supposed to be a surprise. A camera? Whatever for? I can always conjure up pictures if I want to without all that fuss. Well, that's why I chose it. There is no fuss with a Kodak Instamatic camera. There. All loaded and ready to go. Even indoors. Don't you dare. Actually, I think I'll keep it myself. Oh, these poor mortals are getting rather clever. I think I might keep it. You will? Let me finish wrapping. Oh, well, don't bother. Just say cheese. Limburger. Oh, pew. For most of us, taking pictures with a Kodak Instamatic camera is easier than witchcraft. And they start at less than $19. They really are perfect gifts. See your Kodak dealer. Hey, we're back. Recently, when I say recently, it was the spring of 2017 when the Film Photography Project online store uh, got um, our face left. And it's all new store. Uh, the layout is totally different. It's to me, at least, and I think to a lot of our listeners, it's so much easier to navigate. And we have sections now. One of those sections is what's new and exciting. Mm-hmm. 
And over the course of 2017, I have found various doodads and stuff and things. and Gigaws? St- what's that? Gigaws? Yes, all sorts of stuff that I think are really helpful. And Leslie was perusing. Yes. Please take it away. Uh, that's just exactly it. You know, sometimes you shop like a man. <laughs> You need something, you go to the store, you get in, you get out, you're out of Dodge. What else is there to do? Sometimes, shop the old-fashioned girl way. You go in there and you go up and down every aisle. Uh, and I have not done that. And, and Mike, this was not a suggestion for a topic. I simply had not done it for a long time. Just went in and spent some time at the FPP store. So, yes, there is a section, What's New and Exciting?, but eventually those just drop into the regular categories, and I had missed some of those, too. So here are some of the things that I have found that um, you might not be aware of. The first thing that impressed me was a lot of the FPP, especially the FEMA in particular, the retro chromes have new, beautiful, working DX code labels. Ooh. We get, of course, a lot of cassettes to reload this film in. We're recycling, reusing cassettes. The majority are probably 400. Maybe some 200, maybe some 1. What about this 160 film? The 64 speed, the 125 speed. Mike has to block those out so that if you put them into a DX coded camera, it doesn't falsely set your camera. Not anymore. It's, it's beautiful. They're Slick looking, nice design, Mike. Thank you. Black and silver, and we'll set DX. the DX code on your camera. Next thing I found in there, and I had, I remember these. Mm-hmm. It's a Lee's filter book. Lee is a filter manufacturer. Uh, they primarily make theater or theatrical or cinematic mm-hmm. gels, gels in big in big sheets. Sheets. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but these um, these are. Anybody venture to say what what those measure? Oh, they're about I think an inch and a half by maybe three ish by three inches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These are all bound together in a little sample book. There's I think about a million six. I counted earlier. <laughs> there's, a lot. there's a lot of them. They are all identified. Mm-hmm. And not only are there color gels, there's also some of their scrim material and that kind of thing. But you, the majority are the color gels. If you're using a speed light, those are the perfect size to just pop on there. Hold yeah. that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at going to the to the paint store and looking at. I paint know, colors, isn't that wonderful? Right? Yep. The uses, when you say, oh, okay, I just get this to pick out my new paint. No. As Matt mentioned, they fit almost every surface on the front of a flash. Mm-hmm. You could color the flashlight. doesn't affect the background. Some neat special effect. They're the right size that you have these older folding cameras like retinas and things like that that have a smaller uh, aperture to them. Yep. You can filter to your heart's content. They are exceptionally sweet on folding Polaroids mm-hmm. because they will set on that ledge right up against your, le- your lens and also cover the sensor so that you have got the meter covered so it compensates for it. And there is just, I mean, you just go through it and you think, oh, there's just a, like a whole little book of inspiration there. There is. Mm. Yeah. And I've used the next thing I found is... Oh, oh. I have a question about the... Light bulb. Yes. I have a comment about the Lee filters. Uh Um, The reason 
I made these available was because I love all the practical ones. The 85 yes. color correction, the 80 color correction, and the ND, mm-hmm. uh, which um, knocks down your F-stop. I've actually taken, rather than just a, like as a sample and having to buy more, once I bought the book, I've actually clipped a little uh, a yellow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I've actually taped it to the front of a point-and-shoot camera, a manual point-and-shoot camera, and shot color infrared film. Oh, wow. And it, who, who great. Who to thunk? That just really great. makes things so simple, doesn't it? Yes. And, and also, I shoot a lot of uh, Kodak Vision film. That's tungsten. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. So, Hold this that is thought. a very useful See little swatch. Yeah, this thing is? It's, it's a great it, little swatch It really book. is. They are all marked. The only one that is not in there... Is a polarizer. Um, it does not make sense to put a polarizer in. You got to spin it, that kind of right. thing. So they note it, how to order it, that kind of thing. So the next thing I found, I used to use this all the time. That's where I got the. That's I know about this tape from you. There you go. Scotch tape, inch wide. It's Scotch black light proof tape. It is a little bit beefier than just a crepe artist tape. Crepe tape. Crepe tape, yep. A bit pricey, sure. But I'm going to tell you, when you need this stuff, it comes through. It is this. It's Sometimes the answer. You really need it. Sometimes you really need it. It, it keeps the dark in, right? It's, <laughs> yes, and it it just it conforms nicely because it isn't like a plastic or electrical type of tape. It does not leave a residue when you peel it off. It doesn't ooze mm-hmm. if you leave it on for a while it's got a smidgen of a texture to it so there again over electrical tape not super slick if you're using it in the grip area quick fix for pinholes and bellows i use it also too to mask off negatives on my uh v750 scanner because mm-hmm. i can scan from the glass without having the distance needed for the uh, holders i don't know how many broken battery doors I have closed with this. And I like it, too, because most cameras are black, so you don't look like ridiculous running around with a Band-Aid on your camera sticking out. So toy cameras, light leaks, we tape them all up. You've got a film in there that has to have the little window covered, or you want to cover the red window on an older camera. This is the stuff. It, it, it doesn't age out. It doesn't dry up. You get a roll, it's going to last you for years. But it is truly indispensable. And the uh, magic cube is going off yes i have a comment about this tape yes if you're thrifty like this tape is expensive yeah yes expensive but if you're thrifty like for example i took my 1926 kodak folder my 116 camera out and because the camera's so old and the film is so special i was like why take a chance let me tape out tape up all to tape all around the door that holds the film. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty long piece of tape. Mm-hmm. So when I was done with my roll and I was going to home develop my film, I carefully peeled the tape off of the camera and just kept it. Sure. I never thought of that, but absolutely. I mean, I mean Because the adhesive doesn't transfer no. and it doesn't crack or so, break. So I'm very ah. thrifty when it comes to... I mean, you need to be. I mean, you, you don't want to, you know... Spend hundreds of dollars on tape per year. Right, and then just wad it up for one use. You right. don't have to. You could actually put it back on the roll. Oh, we have another... Wait, wait. wait. Yeah. Oh, hold on. We're passing over the magic light cube here. <laughs> Ding. Okay, so I note that this actually has a name. So yes, it does. Scotch 235 tape, right? 
That's what it is, yeah. Well, that's the thing, because if you're looking for this and, and you see just black crepe tape, it's not the same. But yes, there actually is an actual code name for this. It's, it's Scotch 235. I think it says it on our site. Um, does that still come in a box with a, with a blade on it? Is no. that how's your Okay. So That's you got, the old way it was shipped yeah. with just yeah. a, like a little hand carton around it with a blade on it. I don't know. It's. That's how mine is, but how many years old is it? Right. So that's how long it lasts. For the yeah. folks at home that have probably used duct tape and or gaffer tape before. Oh, is this ta- a topic? To no, no, no. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's like, was it tape. Oh, well, when we're done with this, we'll go into yeah, that topic. We'll yeah. yeah, for anybody that's ever tried to use another tape to like tape up their debonair or something like that, this, this stuff is sweet. It comes off so easy, but it does its job. So exactly. it, it's very quick it, it, on, quick off. It doesn't stretch, mm-hmm. yeah. even though it's a crepe. Because sometimes if it stretches a little like a crepe, you can't get your battery compartments tight enough. Right. Stop saying crepes. I'm getting hungry. Sorry. <laughs> also, I've, I've have never had any luck with... Can you get your bagel? <laughs> I've never had any luck with electrical tape. It I has found a it to be lot of messy. Stretch. Too much. Stretch. And messy and oozy. But if, it's a, if it's a warm day out, mm-hmm. it's like... Eh, don't want it on my hands. I don't want that on my you camera. Know, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. So, please continue. Sure. Guess what else I found? What? John Link, actor in independent films, anarchist, occultist, paranormalist, and researcher. <laughs> Guess what else I found? What? And I, this was a <laughs> craze here a few years ago. We were all messing around with caffeinol. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which, what is Caffinol? It is a film and paper developer. Are you going to do a segment on this? Right now. Oh, you are? Okay. Yes, because this is in the FPP store and I found it. It is an instant coffee, washing soda, and other things that you use to refine your recipe with, vitamin C, salt, that you can use to develop your film. Well, you can mix your own, obviously. There's a ton of questions. Um, let's see. What is washing soda? Sodium, my, sodium my, carbonate. My, my store doesn't have it. They probably do. They do. It's, they it, really it's do. in the Arm, laundry. In the laundry, yeah. Arm & Hammer section. People confuse it but with baking soda. They do. No, we don't want bicarbonate. We want sodium carbonate. If you carbonate. do have bicarbonate, which is baking soda, you have to bake it. And then you can chemically change it. This is another little step you don't want to deal with. It's washing soda. It's washing soda. Sodium carbonate. Vitamin C. Can I just crush a tablet? Do I need a 250 milligram? Can you crush a tablet? Yeah. Yeah. Or do I have to hunt down powder? Okay, another question. See, there's a lot of little research you have to do in this. Some people put salt on it. (laughs) I and I see salt, pink Himalayan. Does it matter? Don't mess with your wife's pink Himalayan salt. It's expensive. It's expensive. Coffee. Instant. Cheaper the better. Arabica or Colombian? <laughs> Espresso or morning blend? Doesn't morning matter. blend. See, Sanka? Freeze dry? Yes. No. Crappy stuff. Yeah, actually, you want the cheapest possible. So you see all these questions come up, but you just want to try some caffeinol out. God, I just want to try this stuff I just want to out. use it. I don't want to be a... Abuse it. Yeah, I don't want to be, be a, a professor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our friend Lance, Lance Rothstein, has a commercial concoction all packaged up slick little card great instructions available at the fpp store as i said you can just mix some of this up and amaze your friends and scare your enemies 
it is especially excellent to use with kids because it's so such a low toxicity thing. Can't be afraid of smells. Well, you know what? I made a note on here. If you mix it up and it has a particular smell, you're doing great. You mixed it up well. Because <laughs> it, it does have an um, interesting odor. Get over it. <laughs> it mixes up in, in um, I don't know that we carry two different sizes, but I do think we have the, the 600 milliliter. We do, 600 milliliter. Yep. Perfect tank size. Mm-hmm. It's reusable. You got just a few rolls sitting there, and you got a package of this, which has years shelf life on it, and it's powdered form. Oh, I don't know when I'm going to get to shooting again. I don't really want to mix up a gallon of D76, five liters of Xtol, mix it up, proper temperature, you're developing your film. One shot. One. Yeah. Well, well, no, not even. No, not even. I, I've extended it beyond, and there are instructions inside how much time to add once you go beyond the recommended rolls. Mm. And I had great success doing that. Just got to... Pick up some caffeinol. Try it out. You know, you really get hooked on it. Maybe you'll make your own. This is just a sweet, sweet little way. Nice package. Well done. And available in the store. Right to FPP. Throw it right in my cart and go. Next thing. We've talked about this quite a bit. Um, the 116616 film. Yes. In the store. That's hard to find. Another thing. I was so thrilled to see this. This was a surprise. My favorite Film leader retriever in the world is carried by FPP. It is not the common super wide one. This is a little, almost looks like a tongue. And it's my favorite retriever besides Sonny the Labrador retriever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need that, do I? You know, if you've got one around and you accidentally roll a tail in on your film, mm-hmm. yeah. got it out, you're using it. If And I like to do this in the darkroom. I pull all the tails out of my film before I develop with the lights on. That way I can snip them off cleanly between sprocket holes. I nick the ends off. They're all ready to go right onto my tanks. So it saves me popping the end off of a cassette with mm-hmm. a bottle opener, ruining my cassette. Here, I just pull it out to the end, and I can reuse my cassette easily. So I use it not only is an emergency to get the tail out but i use it in the dark room even more so and you wouldn't think of that little tiny bit of learning curve it's a you have to be able to hear but you put it up to ear and you hear a little click you know the the tail's in the right position and and out it goes not so much with sfema films though because they're so thin that didn't bother me i can tell you how to get around that you don't know how to get around it (laughs) <laughs> this is like where I store my Polaroid images. Um, <laughs> this thing, it, it's open, like two little flanges, it's open. Draw it across your tongue before you put it in. Okay. And the second the film hits on that bottom, oh, it, it kind of sticks to it a little bit, and out it comes. Oh. So that's... You're a pro at this. This is how You're I've just done full it. of yeah. wisdom today. Do you know that Jeff Salisbury, Professor Jeff from years mm-hmm. ago... He would get all these kids that would accidentally in his class, first time loading, roll the tails back in. He collected them all on his desk and about once every two weeks brought them all down to me. We'd sit and chat and I'd pull the tails out and they had usable film again. So you're the the professional tail puller. Well, there'd be something like that. I've read worse things about me. Um, I love this stuff. Rarapan in 127 size. And not only black and white, but 
E6. E6. The black and white and the color, actually, speed are the perfect speed. You don't have a whole raft. You can't get this in 64, 100, 125, 400. And you don't need it, really, in all those. Because the majority of the 127, I may have said 126, I'm sorry. No, you said 127. Okay, the majority of the 127 cameras typically are these point-and-shoot little Annette Funicello jobs, you know? (laughs) You take them to the beach, and they're color, and they're great. They're all automatic. And... You can't just be throwing any film speed in there because it doesn't have the capability to adjust. There are others like the Rolly. Uh, there's some pretty cool 127 cameras, but there again, that's probably not what we've got. We probably got Aunt Linda's to yes. play with. So I have used this stuff. I put it in one of those plastic cameras. I went out and photographed as my mom taught me how to photograph. Stick your eye through the hole, <laughs> wait for a pretty picture, and take it. And there you go. They were beautiful. 12 up, 12 down. Just gorgeous images. It's a, it's a perfect film. So when you get that 127 out and you're thinking, oh, I gotta go to the bay and get some film. No, you don't. Nope. Get in your car and drive over to the FPP online store <laughs> in your <laughs> online automobile. <laughs> Uh, another Let your fingers thing, do the walking. Another thing that we have recently added is not only the Lee filter book, but some very special filters because we do sell not only yes. yeah, not only daylight film, but we sell tungsten film. They're called that because they are balanced for that light source. Mm-hmm. Daylight, not commonly called daylight. Any color film that you buy. Kodak Gold, all of those, those are daylight balanced films. They're meant to be used outdoors with daylight or with your portable sun, your flash unit, for correct color. But when you shoot under tungsten or hot lights, that's not daylight. That is very, very yellow light. And there is a filter to correct that. So most films, you won't get the D. Now there are Vision films that actually put the D on there. It's important to know that. So when you see a film that ends in 50D, 100T, those are telling you that the, that's the light that they're balanced for. To use them in a different light, you've got to correct it back. You can do it in the computer. Sure, if you want to sit there and do it. But it takes you longer. It's not a one-click correct. Mm-hmm. When you correct everything, you also are throwing it over your whites, Yep. Yes. That yeah. it, it doesn't the diff, the colors don't correct the same. It's time consuming. I always, it can be done. I always tell people it's called editing, not editing. You're throwing away information when you do that. Yes, too. you are. So That's just, good, just filter good way it to right. Put it. Filter it right. And when you scan, if you do it yourself, it's just like cake. They're already normal negatives. Cake with icing. So we carry the eighty five series. You may see filters 85A, 85, 85B, C, D. They're an orange filter. Those are meant to use the tungsten films outdoors. Oh. The 80-80 series is meant to use daylight films indoors with tungsten light. So you've got a pair of those filters. You've got every combination that you possibly need. I can take my tungsten out, put the filter on, keep shooting. 
all in the same role, not worry about it. Other way around, I've got my tungsten balanced film on and I want to shoot it outdoors. Filter it. Put the 85 on. You're good to go. Now, as I mentioned, they come 85 or 80, A, B, C, sometimes D. Which one do I need? There's only 200 Kelvin difference between the two. Kelvin is a measure of light temperature. It's not hot or cold. It's light temperature as far as how it's going to record. The sun is roughly 54, 5500 Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Not because it's big and hot. That's just how that it was a person. Yes, it was. Or Kelvin. Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Yeah. So it takes a lot, 2000, to make a difference on your film. So these little 200 increment differences between an A, B, or C, don't stress over it. Don't worry about it. Or the straight up without the nomenclature, alphabetical uh, letter after it. Don't stress about it. They're very fine. You won't even know it. When you scan it, you'll get, it just balances out so easily. So, like I say, don't stress on that. You know your film. It's probably got a T after it for tungsten, a D or nothing at all indicating. And a couple of those filters in your kit, you're good to go. And last but not least, this is big. I think this is really big. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, this is big. Do you know what you can get in the FPP store? What? That is just an answer for every mom or aunt or girlfriend Liquor? or Money? boyfriend. <laughs> no, I know what it is. It's an FPP gift card. Booyah! Wow! They are not going to get you the wrong filter. They are not going to get you 120 film and you only shoot 35. You are jonesing for the infrared and they thought, just get them that color stuff, I guess. I don't know what it is. No. Seven different denominations. $10 to $500. I know what I want. Isn't that fantastic? (laughs) And there is no processing fee. They're Mm e-cards. You you can get it right away. If you're shopping Christmas Eve... Boom. Is that it's there. You got it. Boom. And I thought, well, when the heck did this happen? This is great. The e card, which is a gift card. So I commend you, Mike, on that. That was brilliant. I've received lots of requests over the years. Hey, can I get an FPP gift card? And I was like, uh <laughs> yeah. no. Well, send me twenty and I'll write whatever. <laughs> exactly. I'll just- Cut a piece of plastic up. Uh, Dane wanted one for Mark Dalzell, and I didn't have it, so I actually printed out, like I actually printed out a little little gift certificate. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So when we revamped the FPP online store, the new site has the beautiful feature, which is an ability to buy gift cards. A shout you out know, to all my relatives and friends. There you go. But FPP you, gift cards. Don't get me anything else. Right. But but even in these increments, can you imagine doing a film walkabout? Because there are a lot of them that go on, not just FPP. Mm-hmm. And sometimes to encourage people, they have little nifty little gifts and that kind of thing. You could have a half a dozen, a dozen of the $10 ones even and use them as incentives oh, yeah. for a film walkabout. Mm-hmm. How sweet! How sweet is that? Sweet. It is very sweet. So, that was my experience. An hour later in the FPP store, I had a blast in there. Do it too, because you will. It's fun to see. If you haven't been there in a while, just travel around a little bit. If if you go there regularly, what's new and exciting? Yep. And and there again, subscribe to the newsletter because mm-hmm. if you don't, you don't subscribe. <laughs> but, you miss all the, all the goodie yeah, yeah. discounts. You, you, you always get you discounts, but 
if it's new and exciting, it goes in the newsletter. Some things sell out mm-hmm. very quickly. Yes, they do. Like Mr. So, Brown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mr. Brown film was a flash in the pan. It was a super fine mm-hmm. And super film. fun film. Yeah, super and fine, super fun film. Very pleasing results. And, I mean, we hawked it for quite a few shows. So everyone that listens, I hope, had an opportunity. But things do come and go quick. Yep. So that newsletter is... Subscribe to it. There again, it's free, but but do it because you're on top of everything that way. Right, and you're not going to get like a letter every. You're not going to get right. an email every day. You don't get blasted it's every week or so. So sometimes two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. I, I yes. had a blast at the FPP store. Thank you, Leslie. You're welcome. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. He shall look up Garrett. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about. Well, I think Matt. What would you like to talk about? You want to do the mm. Noblex? Yes, the knob. The knob. The knob. <laughs> All the hours, how much longer can it be till Christmas Day? Got no time to be sorry, got no time to be sad. Now's the time to be jolly. Christmas comes and you gotta be glad. Hey there, FPPers. Did you know that darkroom.com now offers sheet film processing? Sheets. That's right. 4x5 and 8x10 black and white C41 E6 processing. Nice flat rate. Check them out. Thedarkroom.com. Click on sheet film processing. Fill out your form. Ship it in. They'll process it. Send it back. Lickety split. They have excellent customer service. They do a great job. Consistent, dependable. Thedarkroom.com. Check them out today. Yo. Hey, we're back. Wow. Oh, Matt, 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 you're loving you love your K-1000. K-1000. Oh, no, this one's way too clean. This one's not mine. I, oh. s- I stole it from... What uh, lens from do you have on that K-1000? Oh, see, this is a different what, topic. What kind of lens is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. Oh, that's all right. This is uh, the one and only 28mm f3.5 shift lens. Explain. What does that mean? A shift so this lens? This is... Uh, this is your... Well, it's not... It doesn't tilt, but this is a shift lens. So for anybody that was doing... Uh, architecture work or if you want to do that cool mirror trick where you're shooting into a mirror and you're seeing behind it but you're not seeing you you can look left right up down so this lens effectively can control perspective a little bit more by shifting up down left, get out of right. town I, I think it's like you're used to with four by five right i mean to some Sorry, degree you have some control over yes, that you have some movements where'd you find it uh this look at one, that this pristine k1000 and this pristine uh 28 3.5 uh waltzed into midwest photo gentleman lived up in ann arbor michigan uh he was so proud of this camera i can't believe he was ready to get rid of it he was uh, he was always he was telling us the entire time he was filling out the paperwork to trade it in oh yeah i won a contest with this one i'm like yeah, you should keep <laughs> it <laughs> but it's it's really neat what what it is essentially is it's a lens that casts a wider image circle so every lens casts a circle you know because it's got circular elements on there but what we're seeing is a square you know it's a rectangle that's or a square crop of that circle when you crop into that you're, you're getting kind of the, the good 
parts, the best parts of it. When you have less of that circle, that's when you get weird stuff like vignetting or softening in your image. This casts a wider circle, and you can also shift where this one sits. So it just has more coverage within that. And then this one can shift. It's essentially just one direction, but then it has this ro uh, rotating ring on the outside that allows it to shift up, down, left, right, and then it's really, it has like eight different stops along it. So you can kind of go on the diagonal. Perfect lens for architecture. This allows you to be at the bottom of like a like a five, six story building and get the whole top of the building, but keeping your lines straight because otherwise. The keystones. Yeah, you get that yeah. weird keystoning effect. And you, you can actually see what you're doing in your eyepiece or no? Yeah, well, it's an SLR, so yeah, you see That's everything. That's interesting. Another cool thing this one has, this one borrows, I don't know who did it first, if Nikon did it first or Pentax. Actually, let me pull up the data sheet. Nikon always did it first. Because <laughs> Nikon has a very similar lens to this one. Um, and Nikon's thing at the time was their wide-angle lenses. They had a lot of them that had the built-in filters in yes. it. This one comes with a UV skylight oh. filter. It comes with an orange filter and a yellow filter mm. built on. They rotate. So <laughs> this, for black and white. Yeah, this is definitely for black and white, but it's sweet. Uh, this lens came out 1975, but it was in production all the way until 2004. Wow. Pretty sweet. Remarkable. Very, very good stuff. Uh, it's Pentax K mount, so K1000, all the way through the, the newer Dig Pentax, this can mount to uh, 3.5 to 32. I'm, I'm still kind of like perplexed about this aperture ring because there's two of them on here. Oh. And they're front to back. It's not like, a, um, like the old lenses where you had a viewing aperture and a, a viewing shooting. aperture and a taking aperture. Because that was on early lenses that they had two 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 uh, little rings there. That might be what it's for. It could be because it, one of them's fluid and one of them clicks. Because it, it's not auto stop down. Yes, that that's might be why. It. That's why. It's very interesting. I love the look of this lens. I'm going to pass it around so everybody can take a look because this is it's so neat to be able to have that that function of the shift. So. You gotta watch it. The, the inner barrel is gonna rotate the whole thing, and then the one to ten actually goes to eleven. Look <laughs> goes at that. To 11. It goes to eleven. Wow. It just shifts it to the side. It's a very, very neat little lensing camera. Um, if it's still available by the time uh, by the time this episode is out, it'll be on. It, this was from Midwest Photo Exchange's used inventory. But, you said that's a twenty-eight. It's a 2835. Wow. Because I have the Sam Yang, okay. which is a 24. Mm -hmm. And it is a shift and a tilt. Yes. A lot of the newer ones will do both. Because it's a third party lens manufacturer considered the least expensive of all these type of lenses. It's devastating what they come in at. But uh, I've avoided talking about it on the show because I'm not a large format user. And I want to go out, as, as we all do, we shoot with this stuff before we talk about it. And I mm -hmm. haven't done it yet. So I'm really glad to see that you've brought this in. What show? Yeah, this, um, this is a really, really cool little, little treat. Yeah. I have a lot of customers at Midwest Photo, a lot of architecture folks and uh, real estate folks. This is perfect for them. If oh, you're fantastic. being able to shift up that much on a, on a smaller format like this is, is great. It makes it 
it makes it fun to be able to walk around and just play with perspective a little bit. Yep. Very, very interesting. And it couldn't go on a better camera system. K1000. There you go. Now, I, don't, I can't tell you what mount mine is. Now, the lenses, they do... I mean, this is a rare lens. It fetches a good amount of money. Anywhere you get the bum ones, about 150 200 bucks, all the way up to about 3 350 where these ones are sitting at. So they fare a good, a good chunk of change. I think the Samyang's still available as a new, isn't it? Yes, the Samyang's you can get new, and those are in the threes or fours. Uh-uh. No? <sighs> Higher. Yeah, Ooh. yeah so, so this is a neat lens. Um, pop it on a K1000. You'll probably pay more for the lens than a K1000, but yeah. uh, it's, oh, it's a great better coupling. Hope that nobody sees it sitting there and it's still there. And so i got to double check and make sit, sure it leaves, right with, beside your phone. leaves with me and not O'Brien. Yeah. Sweet concept. And Matt, here we are years later, still the K1000. Best, uh, best student camera ever. Uh, in fact, uh, we have, I might have to like just breeze over this, but uh, we had a listener letter. Guy was looking for K1000. Oh, did we read it already? We have not. I think it's a, a lady, and you pulled one, I think. Yes. So, anyway, uh, K1000s. If you're looking for the best student camera ever made, uh, Midwest Photo, we always try to have one in stock. Right. There's uh, The Eight. last time I checked, we had two in stock, but it's always fluctuating because I'm always trying. Like, I don't push anything except K1000s. And you don't have to be a student. No. <laughs> no, you don't. You just have to be a film enthusiast. You know, meter, if it, meter works, great. If it doesn't, great. Sunny 16, it's a great camera. Now, Mark O'Brien, this... During this FPP uh, a Palooza, I saw you. We were out and out and about. You were shooting with the K one thousand. Yeah, I, it's not a camera I use all the time. I mean, you know, I'm mostly a Nikon and Minolta guy, but I do like the simplicity of the K one thousand. And if you just want to go out and 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 do some shooting, and just have, it's all about. It's all about the image and not the gear. Mm-hmm. And the K1000 is perfect for that. And I have a kit. I just have three lenses for it, a 50, a 28, and a, and a 135. It does, for the, for the kind of shoots I use it on, that's all I need. Right. But, boy, that shift lens is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. Well, thank you, Matt. And now we're going to switch over to Matt Mirage, where he's going to tell us about <laughs> the no, no black. So what did you call it? Oh, the knob. The knob. Yeah, <laughs> you're such a knob. The knob. Thank you for the uh, little uh, detour. Yeah, Always no. happy to take a detour with the Pentax K1000. Yes. I mean, it, it would not be a classic FPP if we didn't, like, shout about Polaroid, <laughs> drop a, a couple, you know, Epson and K1000 references. By the way, you can get a K1000 t-shirt in the FPP online what? store. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the Lauren sketch. That's right. Yeah. And if you go to the page, you'll see Lauren wearing the shirt. And then, like, you and Dalzell, right? Oh, <laughs> no, it's Dalzell and Del- Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Great shot. <laughs> so, uh, the Noblex was a camera that I think any FPP or that's listening to the backlog probably heard about first when we were, uh, you know, getting introduced to... Uh, Donker Dave, correct. Yes, yeah. we went to England. Mm-hmm. Did you go? You didn't. You did, I did not go. Not. We need to go again. So congratulations I yes, on your new home, Dave. <laughs> yes. Yeah, isn't it beautiful? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Dave, Donker Dave moved. Built. Oh, dark room, stunning. So uh, the one I have in front of me, this is the Noblex. This looks. This thing looks like you should drive it. So this is a. This is one of the medium format Noblex swing lens cameras so this is a panoramic 
style camera. It takes 120 roll film. When you make an exposure, see if I can get the sound of this sweet thing going here. That's the wind on it. Now ready for the exposure? Yep. Lens swings. Wow. It looks like a darkroom door. It's it, amazing. It, it, My gosh, that's so, great to watch. The aperture, the lens is on the front, and there's this little dial. You just kind of like pinch and push it down. That sets your f-stop. Now, this is a hyperfocal camera. Mm-hmm. So the, if you want closer focus, you got to stop it down a little bit mm-hmm. to do that. If you're doing infinity, you can work at f4.5, which is the widest open. Uh, now, this one is the Noblex Pro 150. E2. So this takes six shots on 120 roll film. The dimensions of the actual film that it exposes is 50 by 120 millimeters. So it actually doesn't do the full uh, 60 mil across. It'll do 50 of it. So there's a little bit of masking on there, which makes it sweet for chromes. Uh, I ran some, I believe the last time we, we took this guy out and shot with it we shot some pro 400h with it out at the ringwood crazy wide angle field of view it has a 146 degree mm-hmm. angle of view with a beautiful bright matching viewfinder up mm. top so you can get a really nice preview um you know it's got that nice roll cage up top oh, so you yeah. know where to put your hands you don't get your fingers in the shot so or anything shot, all three of you would be in the picture crazy no way in the picture But to get everybody nice and sharp, you would have to stop her down, pop a flash, do something. But because it's a swing lens camera, kind of like the circuit cameras, which kind of pan around, it's taking a little slit kind of exposure Mm -hmm. across the film. So you can do some funky stuff if somebody's moving across the frame. It'd be wild. (laughs) Make make strudel extra long. Are (laughs) there flashes for that? Do they make a flash? Uh, Flashes don't normally cover. You'd almost have to keep pulsing it. Which gotcha. would also be its its own kind of cool thing. Um, this unit does normal. It has like an auto exposure, but then the the burned on manual exposures you can do on there are a fifteenth of a second to a two fiftieth of a second, which all you need mostly. However, it also can get a long exposure module on there. Pretty neat camera. Uh, I found out the hard way at Ringwood that it does need some electronics to move that stuff around. Takes four AA batteries. Yes. Um, fun fact. Yes. Uh, we got one of these from a. This is also a Midwest Photo used camera. We got this from a, a local photographer. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, is a sister city to Dresden, Germany, where these things are manufactured. Oh, wow. So Columbus, you can actually find a decent number of Noblexes at any given time, usually in somebody's hands, in Columbus because it's a sister city. There's a lot of uh, German immigrants, uh, and they also have a great artist residency sharing program. So uh, oftentimes, my good buddy and FPP listener, Mark Fohl, uh, will come in, usually with a German tourist or traveler or German artist, and as soon as they see that Noblex, they're like, oh, Dresden. Like, they know right away. It says Noblex Germany right on it. Yeah, it says Dresden right on the back. Camera work. Did you mention how many exposures per? Six per roll. Okay. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's still pretty sweet. That means you can bracket and do two shots. 120 roll film. 120 roll film. It looks especially sweet if you throw some chrome in there. Oh, those are your battery bits. So you push down on your thumbs, okay. and it pops open. You get two sets of two double A's, double A's. in the back. Yeah, So it wasn't may, too bad. You may have s- said this already, but from a shutter perspective, is this like one, what is the shutter speed? 
Uh, it goes 15th of a second to 250th on board. Okay, okay. But it goes longer. You can buy this little electronic. Mo- it's a very 80s camera. It's got like this little module you can add on with the right. cable release. It takes threaded cable releases because you don't want to be shaking the camera. Uh, while you, I guess it's theoretically possible to handhold it, I would get a freaking tripod <laughs> and put this it on there. This is nice. Mm-hmm. Both, both sockets. Both sockets. So you can double plate it. You can yep. do an anti-twist plate. It's well, big. Well, no, they're different. You got... Yeah, or 23 and, and three eighths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about f stops? F stops. You have four five down to sixteen, I believe. Let me, I didn't roll it all the way down. I should know this. Let's see, four five. Uh, and when we were at the Ringwood, yeah, twenty two, Ringwood State Park. Yes. Uh, did you? Mm-hmm. How did you meter? No, there's no meter inside, right? No, I did. Um, you know, I I felt out a little sunny sixteen, and then I haphazardly like i always somehow do left my light meter in my bag at the hotel so i <laughs> i used the pocket light meter app pockets <gasps> heresy electronics but it worked pretty well you know we were working with color negative film this was great fantastic i, I can see it why fits people the love hand this really camera. nicely too i know it, it fits it's very very got a nice grip to it yeah uh, super well made camera um i don't want to like bring up too many negative feelings with my uh our good buddy Mark Full, but I, I witnessed him dropping one uh, about two stories into a into a creek, <laughs> and the only thing that needed uh, repaired on it was he cracked the glass on a viewfinder. He dried wow. it out. The camera was good as new. <laughs> Sometimes we do drop cameras. I know mm-hmm. we do. Awesome, Sweet. thank you, Matt. Sweet camera. Yeah, great. Yeah. We'll be back right after this. Head on over to filmphotographyproject.com. You'll see our new site, our blogs, videos, our new gallery, our new FPP online store. All new, all film, all the time. <laughs> Check it out, folks. When you're at the new FPP, if you haven't signed up, please do consider signing up for our FPP newsletter. You'll get fresh, awesome, filmy news in your email box every week. Check it out, and now back to show. What's the show? Hey, we're back. Today we're going to talk about tape. Not videotape. Mm-mm. Not audio tape. Mm-mm. Not Sticky tape. Sticky tape. Tape, tape versus not, tape. Not Nixon's tape. No, not Nixon's no. tape. So, <laughs> so in the world of your your world of shooting film, there are many uses for tape, and there are different types of tape. And Mark O'Brien's going to talk about his favorites and his not so favorites. Okay, many of you probably know I'm involved with the Ann Arbor Crappy Camera Club, and so with crappy cameras, we often have to worry about things like light leaks. And uh, sometimes just holding them together because, you know, latches break and so on. And there's a lot of different black tapes out there. Early on, we were, I, was, I learned that, you know, the best tape to use as an all-purpose photographic tape was gaffer's tape. And why is that? Well, one of the reasons is it holds quite well against surfaces that, have, that might be fuzzy or a fabric, things like that, and holds them in place um, very well. And it's very flexible. And when you pull it away, it doesn't leave a residue. 
and that's important. You can find gaffer's tape online. It can comes in small rolls sometimes, but you can also get it in big rolls. And one of the other things um, that I see people doing is they'll, they'll go out and buy black duct tape thinking, oh, it looks like gaffer's tape. It must be the same thing. Wrong. Yes. Duct tape is not gaffer's tape, folks. It'll give you one. It leaves a residue. Mm. It can dry up, peel away. Um, the gaffer's tape, because the the adhesive that they use with it, it has a finite life in terms of if you're using it to hold something up. But generally, it lasts quite a while. And because it's not overly sticky, but it's tacky, you can use it on your camera, and it's not going to leave a leave residue behind. And it goes around corners. It's it's a little. It's very flexible because it's a cloth-based tape, and so that gets leads us into other tapes. Earlier, we talked about the, the one that's in the FPP store from Scotch. It's a really good black photographic tape. You could use it for lots of things. Then the people say, well. What about using electrical tape on your camera? Black mm. electrical tape. Now, one advantage of black electrical tape, it does stretch, and it can actually be used to hold something down for until, of course, it loses its stretchiness. And But it also, black electrical tape in its various formulations generally will leave, turn into a sticky mess sometimes and leave a residue on, on your camera and... Make also hard to get things off. So black electrical tape has its uses, but I think keeping it off your camera is probably a good idea. Now the other thing about about uh, gaffer's tape, you can use it to hold filters down in front of the camera. You can mm-hmm. use it to to, to uh, cover up light leaks, um, hold the back hinge in place. You can use it to wrap it around and and so your batteries. Um, don't follow the bottom of the camera, things like that. It's got a lot of uses, but you can also use it to hold backdrops in place. Reflectors, um, all that stuff. All kinds of stuff. And the gaffer was the guy who goes and does all this stuff on the set, right, Mike? You're the, you're the oh, movie yes. guy, right? Oh, yes. Gaffer's tape, laid down cable. Yeah. Yep. yep. All kinds uh, of tape things. Tape cable down. Yep. It's safe. As you said, it doesn't leave residue. If you're doing corporate work and you're in some fancy hotel and you're laying audio cable down, uh, usually the mater D is giving you a funny look. Because they don't want you leaving the residue on their carpet. Right. And you can put it on walls and not peel off the paint, too. True. So that's very important, things like that. So, yes, get yourself a roll of real gaffer's tape. It may last you for years before you use it up. But it's extremely useful. And so that's one of the tapes that we can talk about. And then the other one is, of course, there's the various crepe paper black crepe paper tapes which are artist tape and then the scotch brand that you were talking about yes i have a i have a tape i want to throw in there a tape okay yeah it's made by uh an archival company uh linico linico mm. is it linico mm, I love that stuff huh no no not not the hinging tape linen book binding oh tape. yes that's what i also, use love yes. that that is yes. perfect for small little light leaks it's very light for patching bellows it's also perfect for repairing vintage and new film holders oh and okay bellows comes in white but you can get your sharpie marker out and make it black or you buy the black and it comes blick. in black now Yes, you can buy it from Dick Blick and on Salmo Road in Columbus, Ohio. I don't go there anymore. Or you can order it online. Right, last time I went there, somebody's pepper spray went off in their purse. <laughs> that doesn't always happen. Okay. I can guarantee oh, that. Oh, thank God. And they have black tape. I'm they going back. They have black back. tape in stock. <laughs> I'm going yes. in. <laughs> so, so what other... So those are sort of the basics. And 
I would definitely stay away from electrical tape unless it's an absolute emergency and it's all you got at hand, then, then go ahead and use it. But don't leave it there a long time, folks. Mm. You're going to regret it. I had to um, clean up a bunch of cameras I was selling for an estate one time, and they were, had used various kinds of uh, grip tack stuff on them. And that was a lot of fun getting that material off, believe me. <laughs> you know, the other thing is if you are um, using those little point and shoots and you want to hold the filters down with that, yes, that's great. Maybe you all, or also maybe your camera you've got a point and shoot does, doesn't have a tripod socket. Oh, you can use a piece, some tape to hold that and wrap it around the tripod head, or 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 whatever. It could homemade be, pinhole cameras homemade, never yes. have tripod yeah. sockets. Right, right. All or, kinds or of or lens covers for a pinhole camera. And I also use yeah. the uh, gaffer tape if I'm making a foam core four by five. It works really well for mm-hmm. that to hold all the all the uh, sides together. So it's a uh, it's very versatile, and I'm sure you guys I have some ideas as well. Yes, yeah, so and I noticed also just the difference between the black scotch mm-hmm. uh, tape is this is a paper base. Um, uh, gaffer's tape is kind of clothy. It's, it's, Fab- clo- it's a fabric. It's a, it's a, it's a fabric. fabric. Yeah, yeah, you could when you rip it, you can hear the fabrics tear. Yeah. So and you if can you're, hem your pants with it, then. What's that? You could hem your pants with it. You could probably, you know, hold them up if you had to. Oh, well, there you, you go. Gaffer tape suspenders. <laughs> Many times. Oh, don't get, you know, people make, make duct tape wallets and clothes. Yes. And now they'd be gaffer tape jackets. You can. Many times if I was on a film, motion picture film set, a hunk of gaffer tape, I took it off something, I just stick it on my pants. Oh, yeah. Yep. We'll keep walking. And yeah. later on, pull it off, put it on something else. And if, you're sh- if you shoot nudes and you're putting them up on Instagram, you can tape over certain parts of the body so they don't show on Instagram. <laughs> that is true. Many people do that in Photoshop. <laughs> Pre-edit. You should give it, no, give it a rip on the mic. Give it a rip. Yeah, okay, give it give a, a rip. nice, pleasing okay. rip. But it is a fashion. I've seen many punk photographers. Oh, yeah. Use if they don't do it in Photoshop, Ooh. they use physical tape on. They do on yeah. breasts. Wow. Yes. Yes. It's big pieces of, of electrical tape, oftentimes. Yep. Yes. In electrical X, tape. X. Yeah. 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 So. Yes. Thank you, Mark. Uh, it's feeling kind of Christmassy here. Oh, I got to get some do. presents. <laughs> I got. I'm waiting for some gift cards. I got to get exactly. to the. I got to get the MPP store. Uh, I don't think uh, we have time to talk about anything else. It's getting. It's getting late. Yeah. And if we don't get to bed on time, then Santa will just pass by our house. Yeah. Pass us up. Wow. You know, guys. Next time we see each other. Oh my it's God. Gonna be 2018. Right. Ooh, It'll be yeah. Matt's birthday again. And I'll be retired. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Mr. Lee! <laughs> and I'll be retired. Woohoo! Leslie and I will both be retired. Wow. It's been quite a year. We do want to hear from you. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Let us know what Santa brought you. Or if you, I always say, folks, you know, make us a great gift or treat yourself. And that's true. Yes. You know, cut yourself some slack. I do it with vinyl records all the time. <laughs> I go on like a, a, a vinyl online shop. It'll be the middle of the day, and I'll be like, you know what? I'm buying this for myself. We almost made a whole episode without talking about vinyl. Almost. Click, 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 done. And then, yeah. you know, <laughs> comes a week, week two later, then it's like, beautiful. Go home at night, spark up that Dance 1980 Ankyo <laughs> receiver. <laughs> You know what I hope's in some in one of my Christmas stockings? What's that? A couple test rolls of 
ectochrome. Oh, yeah. I can only hope. Uh, by the way, I mentioned mm-hmm. the Canon uh, 10S. It's a it's a EOS camera made by Canon. And sometimes online on eBay, you find like the oddest stuff, like microfilm, no sprocket, 35 millimeter. Like, wow, what am I going to do? How? How? Canon 10S. The camera doesn't need sprockets. Huh? Crazy. So when that's sacrilege. So when Kodak yeah. sends us, you know, like, you oh, we only have this test film. We'll be like, no problem. We'll be we'll be in the dark room cutting it with a scissor. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it in our 10S. Yes. Uh huh. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. I want to thank everyone for a wonderful year. I know folks have been asking when our next, you know, get-together in person is. Well, you know, you never know. Because, you know, with Mark O'Brien retiring, Leslie Lazenby retiring, I think in a, in a quick second, you guys are going to be like, both of you are going to be like, God, I'm so God, bored. I'm so bored. <laughs> Let me organize a meetup. I <laughs> can't guarantee it, folks. No guarantees here. So. It's in the back of our minds. Yes. Though. But please do reach out to us. Have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll see you for the come join us on January 1st for our Rootin' Tootin'. Matt Cahootin'. Matt Cahootin' New Year show. Fideli won't be here, but I'm going to see if I can get him on the phone. <laughs> please. Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. That ought to be st- great. So, all right. See you, folks. Bye.
Nice. One, two, three, forget about it.